No, 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 no. What song was that? That's the the Christmas song. No, 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 no. I know what you mean now. The Christmas song. That's what it's called, isn't it? I, to be honest, as an honorary Christmas man, I, I really, I'm not very good with my carol knowledge and all that stuff. I've just picked up scraps from adverts on TV. So you, throughout your entire upbringing, never had a Christmas? Not really. Like we, we used to get chocolates for the neighbours, but is that what's like the equivalent in Islam? Is there one? We have Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr. Bless you. And are those totally different times of the year? They are, yeah. So they're lunar calendar. So they just randomly move back. Oh, okay. Each year. But there's no like shutting of all shops and all just, the stuff that you have to that. tolerate. And lots is of that food. what it is? Yeah. Are there presents? Yeah, there's presents. Um, okay. So is it is it equivalent to, from a, from like a celebration perspective? Yeah, it's more individual as well, though. Like my family were pretty unceremonious. So right. I remember getting a birthday card for my dad and being like, happy birthday dad and he was like yes happy birthday and just put it to the side i'm like no no it's your it's your birthday and he's like yes okay very nice <laughs> like, <laughs> I just didn't really get it just say it back yeah happy birthday to you too yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, um it is like it is like proper proper disruptive though isn't it like i, I imagine not celebrating christmas but having to deal with all of the like because every shop you go in, every restaurant, cafe you go in, all it is is Christmas-themed stuff, isn't it, at the minute? Yeah. It, and, like, no one... For all of December, people take free license to just not reply to emails and everything's, like, booked out. And, yeah, if you listen to Life Hacks, you'll you'll know this, that I have, on more than one occasion driven to the supermarket on christmas day and been like why is it so quiet like and then oh why is the supermarket shut on a tuesday oh uh, of course do you like go do something with amy on christmas day yeah so she she's big on that stuff um right so you have you have like a christmas day then I, yeah I've, i get roped into the the christmas ritual because i i'm like i'm not religious like i i don't celebrate christmas for the the, the religious reasons like i just it's just what people do so I'm like, well, here I am. Hopefully you're listening to this on or around Christmas Day. Yeah. I mean, if it's on Christmas Day, then you're probably more in my camp than than Johnny's camp. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of dead time on Christmas Day. I'm just going to start up a propane business podcast. Listen to the well, episode. I don't know. Like you might be doing the dishes. You might be like prepping some food like maybe kind of your family have gone off for a nap and you're having a you're having a minute to yourself you think like what could i do with the time hmm. if only there was a way to productively spend my time and now here you are four minutes in thinking why did i pick this <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking yeah. waste what out of interest? So, if you're listening on a podcast, you'll not see the Christmas-themed spectacles that Yusuf and I are wearing. 
you have dropped these off at mine last night at about midnight and I saw them on the ring doorbell and what I initially thought did you see me live on the ring doorbell? no no I was asleep okay yeah I'd actually last night I was asleep at half nine wow it's childish isn't it <laughs> so no, I mean, childish. I'm, I'm envious to be honest well on I don't know maybe it'll be in the future now because of the ordering of podcast land and how things work in podcast land but the andrew huberman sleep cocktail that i've been taking absolutely knocks me out like completely knocks me. so I, t- I try and take it like about an hour before i go to sleep so i get at 9 p.m just oof, gone so i was asleep at half nine so i didn't, I didn't but I, I was reviewing the footage because there's been a problem around where i live where people have been just like trying car doors like on driveways and i thought like as you're walking down i was like oh yeah this looks like the sort of person that <laughs> you'd expect to do that and then it was like wow he's, come the do- he's gonna try the door that's bold i'm like oh no it's yousef and he you said as you push these through my letterbox something like it's for the podcast because i was dressed like a bit of a hoodlum as well a, a I, hoodlum is exactly as i describe it yeah yeah i i remember I don't think I was in great Christmas spirits when I was doing that. Like I, I mean, I'm currently sat in a t-shirt, sweating, swinging temperatures. I've got the window open oh, right. in December. Um, Cause you got the Christmas cold. I've got, yeah. I've got the Christmas jitis. <laughs> <laughs> what made you give me these ones and you keep those ones? There must've been think, a thought process behind it. Yeah. That. Just head shape. Head shape. Yeah, you you suit more square glasses, and I think I suit rounder ones. Interesting. Um, Amy had a. I mean, this is from a pack of thirty. Oh my god! There was some like penguin ones and snowmen and all sorts, but I thought these were the best of the bunch. Mine feel a bit more feminine than yours. I think mine look like they're serious glasses that have been slightly modified. Whereas yours are clearly a joke. <laughs> like you have a Santa above one eye and a tree above the other. And they're like Willy Wonka glasses. Whereas mine are just like from there down. They could just be. They're just like. Middle-aged woman glasses. Johnny's got some weird glasses on. Oh, hang on. Are those reindeer? They're reindeer. Uh, okay. Oh, they're Christmas glasses. Whereas you'd see you and go, Yusuf's got some Christmas glasses on. Right, so it's the level of commitment. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I looked at them and I thought, I wonder whether you just picked these out for me specifically or whether like they're just something you had in your drawer. But actually, I didn't realize it was like a one out of 30 pick. It was a difficult choice, but, you know, we've, only the best for you guys. Let, so. us, let us know in the, in the comments or however you're consuming this, whether you agree with me that I've been fobbed off frankly with the <laughs> whether Easter's glasses are better than mine and whether you think it was on purpose well it was on purpose but it very was on, well it was, it was a... on purpose to give me the glasses but okay what was it malicious <laughs> <laughs> so onto the meat of the the podcast today knock knock Who's there? Hawaii. 
Hawaii who? I'm good. Hawaii you. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the one that you got, the Matter Baby. Well, <laughs> funnily enough, when I was in Hawaii doing zip lining, everybody was like, oh, um, or the, the, like the, um, the guys arranging the zip lining were like, can everybody see that? And they're like, see what? And I was like, there's a matter baby down there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I just looked at back at like, wait for this. This, oh. this is going to be good. And so many people just ran right into it. A matter baby. <laughs> What's, What's a matter baby? baby? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's an incredible oh, delivery wow. of it though. <laughs> yeah. It Very is. well implemented. What what do they call in between the in between time? The nether zone. The, the ne- nether realm. The nether zone. Nether That's zone. a deep show reference, but yeah. So that the the nether zone is one of these things where in the classic evolution of of online coach and learning the lessons in your own fitness journey of okay, time to get back on track. Don't turn it into a big ten day binge, and start planning out training and things for for january and so on but that lesson doesn't always permeate into your business and so this is the time to tidy up loose ends you don't have to be doing massive action right now but i think just making sure that you don't land in january with a bunch of like sort of shitty bitty unfinished business mm. um and i'm just saying this because especially 2019 to 2021 those two years i think both of us really just stumbled into january and took yeah several weeks or even months to fully get back on track it's something i think maybe you did it last year or it was the year before i think it's this chris sparks goal setting process oh yeah brilliant did you do it in did you do it two years ago yeah i did took me a long time quite a long time yeah, like I again, I I thought, ah, uh, um, I'll give it a day. I'll do it on the thirtieth of December. Mm-hmm. No, it's the it's the perfect. So the last couple of years, that's what I've used that week for. Of like, because really reviewing your year and actually setting some targets is not the sort of thing it takes an hour. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it properly, so I I quite like doing like an hour a day. So I replace my morning routine, like the stuff I would typically do when I wake up. I like give myself a week off all of that. And I'm like, instead, I'm going to use that hour to go through like a review process of some description. Um, and you can extend that to personal stuff or business stuff. Um, so what, so you have some time to kind of depressurize, look at like take stock and then hmm. reload the barrel. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, you know, the goal setting process we have in propane business. You look like you're about to say something to me the whole time. Is something wrong? Oh no, I was just shutting the window, but also oh, I'm right. just, I mean, look at this. I'm just confidently touching the, the mic stand. Cause I know of that it's not going to, it's not going to short out my, my camera. Come on then. <laughs> what Come on then. Let's, let's hear it. What, what have you changed? <laughs> so I've, oh my God. I mean, this is something that's been plaguing me for weeks. And I think by, by extension plaguing you, cause I keep annoying you with the. I think it's longer than weeks. I think yeah. it's probably, it might even be. So when did we get all this stuff? Well, June? yeah, it's it March. It's since we got the, the stuff. God. So for a quick recap for anyone listening, um, whenever I 
touch the microphone stand, even though it's it's way over there, it's clipped to the corner of my desk, or plug anything into my laptop, or just generally touch anything while recording, it shorts out the camera and it causes it to go blank and stop recording and um, you know potentially jeopardizes the the camera body itself. It's a nightmare. So whenever I record, I'm quite anxious. I'm having to like sit like that and just stay really still. I've been doing like elimination experiments and, um, you know, taking out gluten and dairy and all all sorts, (laughs) try and figure out like what, what is going on. And, you know, after speaking to video guy Dean and some, some other experts and Rob Curd, they, they advise, right, strip everything back to basics, take out all the extensions put your laptop on a towel, put it on some rubber, make sure nothing's touching anything. And then just, you know, one by one plug individual things in the dummy battery and the light and see what it is that's causing it. I did that to the nth degree. The number of variables involved is, is frightening as well. Um, eventually figured out after not, you know, failing the elimination experiment is that it was the cable. So I just bought a, I bought a new HDMI cable as like a last ditch thing. And that's it. That's what you changed. Because it was like a mesh material, the, the one that you had. And you changed it for just a normal like rubber coated cable. Yeah. Fully fixed. Wow. In a way, it's great. I shouldn't be complaining. But like going down the rabbit hole of something like that, is it, is there anything that it could have been that you would have felt like good about? I feel like any, the, the, the result of that, like, no matter, no matter what you found it out to be, it was probably going to be frustrating. Yeah. I guess it's always in the last place you look, isn't it? So <laughs> I think if it, had, if it meant that you'd had to move your entire setup to another room or like that, <laughs> that would have been really shit. Like if it was something to do with either the material of your, of where the laptop is or something like that. Yeah, Very expensive uh, problem. Whereas you've that, sold that it for like a couple of quid. Like a, yeah. And, and I had replaced new laptop in that time and it was still happening. I'm thinking like, is it the, the fact the MacBook is made of metal? So I got like a rubber skin for the, the MacBook didn't work. <laughs> but we've learned a lot along the way. <clears throat> and that's why we are here to help you. <laughs> Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the goal setting process we teach in propane business, which by the way, if you want to join that and you're thinking like it's Christmas day, I'm doing some dishes. I'm assembling a Lego set. (laughs) I'm doing a massive jigsaw. Like I'm recovering from a huge dinner and you're thinking, what could I do with today? You could send us an email to admin at propanefitness.com with the subject line propane business podcast be Q jump for the first slot available after this podcast goes live. Imagine how, how great that would be. Um, but we teach like a process in there, which we've used in propane fitness since 2017, I think, which is divide your year into four chunks. So four 12 week sprints, and then a week after each 12 week sprint to like reassess and rest like a deload. So 12 weeks of work, a week off. 12 weeks of work, a week off. And that fully lines up with an entire calendar year. Um, so I think having the week off is important. I think people don't plan like 
people are always trying to do like um morning routine morning routine full day of work full day of work loads of pomodoros loads of training actually you'll eventually fail at that if you don't plan in the kind of the escape valve occasionally yeah i'm i'm guilty of this because you, when you're planning in a, a, a week off you think oh well that's a waste of time if i just take that out then i've got a whole extra four weeks a year to to do more stuff but mm-hmm. of course your body's going to force you to do that anyway yep like i'm experiencing right now with the the christmas jitis so yeah it i mean that exercise is unbelievably powerful so bodhi someone on the program who made 6k from just doing that exercise <laughs> within that. within a few days of him doing it he he shuffled around a couple of things in his business and i'm not saying that oh yeah it's going to instantly make you cash but it's definitely aligns your all cylinders into the right direction and then six months later you look back on your stuff and you're like oh yeah like check 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 yep done that completed that it's amazing it's the it's the only thing that i happily have on my desktop um everything else you know i try and i try and put all icons and folders and stuff into into stuff tucked away you don't want them on your desktop but, but that should serve as a constant reminder so have you done it then recently i've done it this year yeah Shit, i didn't know that wow it's, well it's a derivative of the approach from garrett j white and i'm sure he's taken he's it's been influenced from other people there as well and also that 12 week sprint book there's loads so there's david allen stuff with the different uh view views so like three years one year 12 weeks one week one day and then there's 12 week year stuff there's james clear stuff with habit stacking there's garrett j white stuff i think it's it's the synthesis of like everything up to that point when we made it that everything you and i had learned about like goal setting and self-improvement and because it's not just businesses it's like it's four areas so it's business and finance family relationships fitness and health and like it's called being but i think i i sort of refer to that as like hobbies self-improvement self-development mindset self-care anything you want to kind of put in that category yeah so that some people call it body being balance and business uh, i think ty lopez refers to it as health wealth love and happiness mm-hmm. and those are the kind of four um four quadrants Wh- whatever you choose to categorize them as but it's just giving you a full a holistic outlook of your life so that every quadrant is accounted for and you're not just pushing forward in one dimension of your life and then realizing oh shit like my marriage has fallen apart because i've been focused so much on trying to get abs or what or trying to hit my first six k uh six figure month or whatever Mm. so yeah very valuable totally evergreen process it's the synthesis of many things um and many kind of converging people from different fields that probably haven't met each other and haven't Mm -hmm come across each other um and so yeah very powerful just to give you a brief overview of it and you can see the full you can see johnny's full guide on our on our channel or no actually you can see it in the business toolkit that we we offer for exclusive vip members it's not a public video um but as johnny says big picture high level overview is what's my three-year vision broadly where do i want to be going in my body being balance and business and then we say okay how can i divide that into what's an achievable one year goal and then how do i divide that into four quadrants so four sorry four checkpoints um over each quarter 
And then that turns into weekly targets and daily actions. And so the whole thing becomes really bite-sized and manageable. And mm. most big goals don't require massive daily action. They just require doing something small each day and not leaving it on the back burner for months at a time. Well, and I think the hard thing about a big goal is not knowing this week whether you're on the right track or not, you know, so, or even like quarterly. So I think the, the thing I like the most about the process is that the part that takes the, I suppose the things that would go very well together, the part that we don't have in that process is like the review the last year or review the last five years. So the, the Chris Sparks process of like review your year and how things have gone feeds very nicely into, okay, what do you want those things to look like in three years time? Cause that's really where you have to really sit and think like, okay, my business, like really where do I want that to be in three years? That's quite a hard thing to, cause everyone can write more money, right? <laughs> but if you have to think like how much money and why that much money, what does my week look like? What do my hours look like? Where am I working? Who am I working with? If you could then chunk that down so that by March you'd be, you'd be like, am I on track or not? And you have a way of knowing. It takes a lot of the sort of anxiety and panic around things not going well enough or things, you know, am I doing the right work or not is really the, the question it's trying to solve. Yeah. Like it's, it's building in a short-term feedback loop as well. Cause if you, if you don't have that, like we, we all know how easy it is to lose steam with a goal that you might even be doing all the right stuff each week, <laughs> but you, you either think, oh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm making progress because I've not been measuring it or um oh other stuff's getting in the way or, or you just simply forget because something else lands on your plate and you end up dropping the ball for a couple of days and then before you know it you haven't meditated in in four months and then you've moved significantly away from your your annual goal so mm. yeah just having um a simultaneous short and long-term focus is so valuable meditating and that sort of thing stuff I've always found really hard to set goals for because it feels kind of contrary to the whole point. Well, not the whole point. It feels very contrary to the practice of doing it. Um, you know, cause you can say, oh, I want to, I want to do my morning routine or whatever, my habits or whatever, 80% of the time, 90% of the time. But like by the time you're doing them 80% of the time and 90% of the time, they're, they're not really like, they're just things that you do. It'd be like setting, brushing your teeth as a goal. Um, but actually the goal is to have it not be something you have to set goals for. If that makes sense. The, yeah. So with brushing your teeth, you're right. The, the goal is having, having the absence of tooth decay. Um, yeah. Daniel Ingram, who we spoke to handles this objection really well, which is that because, because he, he says, yeah, the typical criticism is, oh, but meditation is supposed to be goalless and living in the moment, man. So that means that you can't, you can't set goals with it because it's contradictory to all that. And he says on a macroscopic level, that might hold true, but still on a microscopic level, it's okay to do a, do the practice and say, right, I want to recognize 10 sensations per second as my, as my micro goal, because while you're doing the practice, you're still doing a thing and you're you you're operating on some kind of metric um so do you mean per second for well that's that's like super advanced level but you could start how do you, saying, even, how do you even keep track of that that's insane, that's insane. like per second so for th that's what he claims now yeah so he's so you'd start maybe like one or two per second 
but you but you you're you're receiving way more than 10 bits of data into your sensory field every second you're just filtering them out but there has to be so i don't doubt that what i'm doubting is the counting mm. like i i know that the, the the input is there and you could recognize it but how does he know he's hit the goal without counting and how is he counting 10 times a second so yeah i suppose the other the other way you could do that then is saying i'm going to work on a particular emotional issue and take it from an a rating of perceived intensity eight to a six or something mm. or i'm gonna something we i think we both did for a while was aiming for an unbroken streak of breath focus yeah and when you that's really hard by the way it's really hard yeah <laughs> Especially if you treat yourself like an absolute twat and say, if I miss a breath, I have to go back to zero. I can't just like fudge it. Yeah. Because I, I, with meditation, I try and set goals of like just 20 minutes a day. And that's the goal. But it's not that motivating, that. But the idea of like, could I do a thousand breaths unbroken <laughs> is quite, mm. it's like, ooh, that, and a sense of achievement when you hit it. Um, we actually yeah. both got a Muse headset, which if you are weird like us and you love metrics and num numerical goals, then something like a Muse headset is great because then you can fully outsource that part of the tracking process and say, right, I'm going to try and hit 30 birds per session or uh, birds are um, their, their unit for unbroken focus. It just depends on how much you trust it, I suppose, doesn't it? But yeah, like if you, if you assume it's correct, then chase the birds. <laughs> Something I did for a while, actually, which was linked to your, the Daniel Ingram advice was I would track the, on sort of a Vipassana style meditation, I would count, like, instead of noting like a, a sound or a sight or a sensation, I would just count that. It's mm. like one, two, and I would try and get the highest streak on that possible in the same way. It's, it's the same as with breaths, but it's with awareness. Um, and then have like a, a streak and then a session total. So I'd sit for 30 minutes and do like as many of those unbroken things as I could track the number of total notes in the session and the streak. So you end up you, or like, cause my, my rationale is if, if I'm able to do 500 unbroken counting of recognizing a sensation in myself, probably that's quite a lot of progress with the practice but mm. i was actually advised to stop by a meditation teacher because of this whole thing of like don't set a goal that's contrary to the thing like, yeah. it's, right, well, this is where and we we've got a post called uh, reflections from 2020 which still applies about good heart's law when the the value become that when the target becomes the metric it ceases to become an adequate metric um because then, or in marketing speakers, as Johnny says, that you've got to put the Facebook pixel somewhere, that that then shifts the, the goalposts a little bit. So you've got to stay aware of that stuff. But I think the main point of the, the goals process is that you can, even the most seemingly unmeasurable things can be put down into something or uh, tracked as either inputs or, or outputs, lead or lag variables. Mm. and put into a process and even if it's not quite perfect 
as long as you just have a little bit of a kind of wider perspective view and you've got, is this taking me towards my three-year vision, my one-year target and my, my weekly, weekly checkpoints, then it's certainly better than having no plan. <laughs> There's also the five whys. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. You set, you set like goals for each thing and then you have to go through the five why process for each goal. Cause that's the other thing of like, someone says 10 grand a month, You're like, all right, why? Okay. And then you go through that process enough times and you realize like, which links to the good parts law thing of you say you want 10 grand a month, but actually what you want is more time with your kids, for example. So you could chase 10, you could very, very easily build a, a version of a business that's doing 10 grand a month. It means you have even less time with your kids than you have now. So that's where this, if, if you're focusing on the wrong thing or the thing you think you want to chase without fully thinking like, why do I actually, this is the, I think I want a Rolex. Do I actually want a Rolex or is there something else underneath the surface that, that I want? If you just chase the, the surface level thing that you think it is, you move in the wrong direction very, very easily. Yeah. A lot of make money online gurus will, will use the, the 10 grand a month sort of carrot. They'll dangle that as something which everyone thinks like, oh, you know, when I hit that, my life's going to be so different and mm. I'll have all the, but as you say, you can jimmy that and still be miserable because of all of the, the side effects of, of getting there. Mm. Um, so there's, there's good hearts law in action. There it is. You could sell, like I've heard about someone recently who sells like printed pens online on Etsy. Printed pens. So he gets pens, like cheap pens from Alibaba and laser prints them and, um, sells them online. But I think the business just sounds like a headache because it's each pen has a margin of, I don't know, 50p. Uh, yeah. At most it's going to be less <laughs> than a quid, isn't it? And you're manually posting and printing these things. You have to put the, put them into the, the laser printer and, and then do the labels and deal with <clears throat> refund requests. And so you could make 10 grand a month that way, one pound units and sell 10,000 pens every month but to use the to use the fitness example so i assume that is most people listening um oh we've had light failure oh oh dear um let me just switch on the backup generator um look at my glasses glistening look at that beautiful um you could easily build an online fitness business that requires you to send a certain number of messages a day do a certain number of calls a day, do a certain number of check-ins a day. And when you want to take Christmas off, you have clients cancel, uh, you know, there's versions of it that, that sound less extreme that don't involve printing pens, but that, that still make you think like, God, I hate this. Or like this, is, I actually, when the gym shut on Christmas Eve, my responsibilities as a PT finished, but now the online fitness business that I've built means all my clients are messaging me on Christmas day with photos of their Christmas lunch, asking me to guess their calories for them. Like that's the, you, you know, and that's, you created that, but you built it in a way that you thought you wanted it to be built because you thought the 10 grand a month was the target when actually it wasn't because now you can't fully be present on Christmas day. So, yeah. Yeah. We create the, the prisons of our own making, don't we? So, um, we there we go. So if you are interested in the goals process, <laughs> We will put a link in the description of this podcast for exclusive access to the business toolkit that includes the 
goals sheet as well as our seven day challenge to make your first thousand pounds as an online coach in 2023 so have a look at that Exciting. and we will speak to you next week merry christmas and merry christmas ho 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 ho